I'm Critter. I'm Jace. And we should be working. working. God damn it. It's one, two, (laughs) say it. (laughs) All right. I'm Critter. I'm Jace. And And we we should should be be working. working. I fucking hate you so much. (laughs) (laughs) Did you cut your hair again? It looks even more buzzed. Uh, I cut my hair every two weeks now. That's excessive. It's, it's too no, much. No, it's it's a ritual. It's 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 something. It's like um, I don't know, routine. I'm building routine, so I don't have to think about it. It's just make the routine once a month. Then <clears throat> no, uh, a month is is too long. It, it's either two to three weeks, but every two weeks is fine. Right now, I, w- I want to keep it short though. Like for working out and stuff, it's so much better. Oh, because you don't get as hot. Yeah. I guess I don't know. Is it, well, why did you get weird? Is that is that not what you were thinking? No, well, I mean, like when when my hair grows out a little bit and it's like just long enough to like hit me in the eyes and stuff when oh, it's okay. all wet from all the sweat, <laughs> like that shit really annoys me. Or like hits the back of my ears and stuff. Like while you're doing fucking burpees or something, you're just like, what the fuck? Oh <laughs> man, burpees! I did burpees yesterday for the first time in forever, and I was. Dead. Like I forgot how yeah, hard they burpees fucking, are. Man. They are so uh, hard. They're brutal. Um, the that rowing ladder thing that I do. Mm-hmm. That I've only I've reduced doing it to like twice a week now because my body's just banged up. But um, uh-huh. I tried doing a ladder where instead of kettlebell um, swings, I do burpees, like the same amount, the equal amount of burpees, and like I couldn't even do the first ten that I was supposed to do. On the first round, I was just like, fucking done. Just done. Just yeah. end this whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I did, uh, like, I don't know, like three rounds of 10 or something last night, and I was dying. And it made me think, I signed up for a Spartan race in November, and Spartan races, <laughs> they every time you can't do an obstacle, you have to do 30 burpees. And oh, I, think there's like, I think there's like 30 obstacles or something. And I, there's a lot that I'm not going to be able to do, too. So I, I'm way yeah, more dude. scared now than i was oh, yeah that's gonna be rough man I, i'm gonna have to practice burpees for like six months straight before then you have to like work on that core strength oh yeah and it's make the... sure that pull-up strength is on point yeah so yeah so i don't have to do as many it's the it's the part where you throw your legs back and then pull them forward again that's what kills me yeah the back kicks are fucking they're ridiculous but all good stuff to do and realize that you suck at mm-hmm so Henry has COVID now. I don't know if Nancy told oh, you that. Shit, no, she he has was, not. He is positive on Sunday, but he feels totally normal, and everybody else feels normal. So the only difference is just we have them all home from school, and it's chaos. And I mean, you guys are fully vaccinated and stuff, though, right? Yeah, everybody but Thomas. Yeah, poor JJ. Um, <laughs> yeah, Henry felt a little bit sick over the weekend, but now he's fine and. Like we we have a bunch of take home tests and we've been testing everybody. Nobody else is positive yet, so I don't. Maybe maybe that'll be it for us. We'll see. Hopefully, yeah. All right, is is uh, he says Henry, right? The yeah, caught it. Is he just like quarantined in his room then? You guys have it all like no, taped off we, and shit. We um by the time we quarantined figured, him on the trampoline outside, that would have been the way. Just to put do a tarp it. over it. <laughs> <laughs> we did at first. We had him in. There's like a closet upstairs with a TV. We not the trampoline, but like we put him in the closet with a mask on and stuff. But then we were like, well, actually, what's going to happen if we do that is like it'll just spread it out longer because 
Omicron so contagious that everybody's going to get it no matter what. So we might as well just do it now and get it over with. So then we're yeah. like, all right, take your mask off and just come hang out and don't even worry about it. And let's get everybody sick now. So that, because I don't want I don't want everybody. Are you sure to be it's Omicron? I, well, I mean, aren't I think like 95 percent of new cases are right now or something like that, I think. But um, I, I have no idea on the stats, so. Yeah, I try and keep up with this stuff because it's horrible in South Carolina. But uh, so, yeah, so that's what I was thinking, because like if if it takes like five days for Charlie to get it and then it takes four or five days for like William to get it, you know, and then it's like a full month that we're quarantining. And that sounds like a freaking nightmare. So we're yeah. like, just let everybody get it right away. Um, but it hasn't worked. Nobody else has gotten it. <laughs> so now we don't know what's what's going on. I don't know why, but I was reminded at the time that uh, I was living in Hawaii with a group of friends. And we all lived in like the same house. We rented rooms from one of our friends and like one person brought sickness into the house and then it just didn't leave. It just fucking jumped from person to person for fucking months on end. And we we're all just dying at one point drinking like Theraflu for three different <laughs> times a day and drinking all the NyQuil. It was just, it was chaotic. I don't even That's remember like- what ended up like killing it officially, but. It was a weird time. <laughs> there was a wedding, like, I can't remember whose wedding it was, but it was, like, maybe a year ago or something. It's some some distant relative. And somebody went that had just gotten over a stomach bug, and, like, everybody got it. Like, Ugh. throwing up, all that. Like, all like ton, you know, dozens and dozens of people were throwing I don't know how she spread her dang germs around to that many people. Like, it was crazy. <laughs> but it was everywhere. And everybody hated her so much after that. <laughs> Talk about getting ostracized. Yeah, for real. Everybody was like, I will kill you. Never come near <laughs> me again. Man. I randomly applied for a job yesterday. It's for, have you ever heard of the app Fabulous? No. It's like a habit tracker, kind of. It's like a habit tracker, but it like tells you what habits to do. But it's like really, really <laughs> nicely designed. So, you know, it's like, you know, first day, here's how much you should drink water. And then a few days later, we'll introduce like exercise and journaling, whatever. Um, you get the idea. But uh, but they have a job called the remote culture lead, where the whole point is to make people happy and motivate teams that are working remotely and increase morale and like plan fun things for people to do to like working there. And I was like, OK, yes, I will take that job, please. Thank you. But you have uh, but, a problem with that. Yeah, I do have problems with that, but it's 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 a good, you know, opportunity over comfort experience for me. Yeah. yeah. Uh, downside yeah, is that you have in... to make things fun. Yeah, I have Otherwise, to. Everyone's gonna hate you. Like my, I, but well, I mean, I, I was actually just talking to Eric about this. Like he he doesn't think that it's the right job for me because he thinks I like systematizing things, and he says this job just sounds like a cheerleader, you know, without any like real power. <laughs> and he might be onto something, but the point so is like that a mascot. Well, you know, I've been jokingly called a mascot in like multiple contexts throughout my entire working career. Like it's people say I'm a mascot. It's because it's because I'm happy and make people feel happy. Oh, is <laughs> that, that why? That's why. Yeah. I've always thought you were just a joke. And also, I'm I'm cute and snuggly, and so yeah, I don't know about that. But I mean, if the whole job is to make like all that I care about is making people happy in one way or another, you know, and if that's the job, then that sounds pretty cool. Um, and but there's also never made no, me happy. Well, uh, all I, uh, you have to realize whenever I talk about people, I'm not talking about you. I'm talking about people. I know. 
It's that longing. I'm just waiting for you to one day make me happy, but instead you just infuriate me with the way that you think and talk and just existing. That would hurt if it came from anyone else, but from you, I know it comes from a place of love. Sure, sure. <laughs> oh, I'm going to derail us really quick, but uh, I have okay. a great idea for the episode 100. Since uh, we're on 82 what are we right on? Now. 82, okay, yeah. Yeah, so... I'm not going to record an episode 100 until it's with Adam Mitchell. So mm. I'm going to do 99 and then we're just going to stop recording. Boycott? We're, we're, yeah. Yep. We're going to just stop recording until Adam Mitchell's fucking gets scheduled. I warned him today too. I said he has about 20 episodes, but really you have 18, 17. So do you still talk to him, man? Talk to him in a while. Once in a while. The, well, the last time was, I, I did, I did a Jace. Um, the last time we talked, he, he was like bringing up a funny thing that happened at work. I was like, this story would be funny in podcast form. Uh-huh. And he goes, wow, holding our friendship hostage. I see how it is. <laughs> Why would he like, just come on the stupid podcast, man? It doesn't make any sense. Well, he keeps making excuses and I caught him in it because I was like, we've already agreed that we would move the scheduled time to whatever works for you as long as it works for us as well. Mm-hmm. And, and they just like, oh, and they stopped talking to me again. And then he like, came back with other Yeah, it's, he's just making excuses, man. That's bullcrap. I wonder, I wonder if I, like, how can we nail it down? How can we, you know, back him against the wall so he has to tell us the time? I, I don't know, but you two need to figure out time because you two are the ones with, like, schedules all over the place. I just have to tell my work when it happens. Like, I have nothing scheduled. All right. I just got to make Let's sure see. I let everybody know when we record it or, like, when. I'm going to write this down. Available. Text Adam Mitchell. We will make this work. <sighs> yeah, I like that idea. But I'm a little bit scared that he would just never come on and then that would just be the end of the podcast. And or he'll come on and just fucking berate us the whole time. I'd be okay with that. I And I would even be... I'd be okay with the podcast ending at some point. I don't know. But like the the idea of it ending at 99 hurts. I know. It's about. very annoying, right? Well, it's yeah. going to be motivation for somebody to fucking do something. But that's that's the line I'm drawing in the sand. Yeah, maybe maybe we could guilt him into it if we did that. I don't well, think I'm hoping we could get people. Reason. Well, I, I I would hope that people like we could get like Eric Summerfield and Mike White and stuff to start berating him as well. But that's that's the whole idea is to turn the mob against him. Uh, yeah, <laughs> demonize and him Jordan, until right? everyone. John Cartier was on yeah, this. People who and, still work there. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we've had CJ. We've had a lot of the face tours now, active and former. Yeah. Anyway, I totally derailed right, this with it. that. I don't know where we were going with the um, thing. But yeah. All I was just going to say is that the downside of that job is that it's located in France, which means <laughs> that there, <laughs> which is significant because what's the time uh, difference? Six hours. So it's what's it's it's like 10, 10 o'clock right now as we're recording this there. Yeah. So yeah, for so you, it'd you be nine hours, sh- I guess. Yeah, you would have to shift your time quite a bit. Yeah, I don't think I'm going to do that. like a whole six hours. <laughs> I'd be like, well, this is the remote culture lead, right? And part of remote work is allowing for different time zones. Therefore, I'll just have an hour and a half overlap with you every day. And that's fine. I'll just knowledge transfer for an hour and a half. And then that's my work day. See you later. Yeah. If you want to meet with me, you have an hour and a half a day. You have like a, a an hour open office time and then a half an hour of like serious work. Yeah. And then yeah. I'm running the rest of the time. Yeah, sure. You like it? No. Um, and I also noticed that Calm, you know Calm, the meditation app? No. 
Oh, well, it doesn't matter because the point is that Will Larson, the guy who wrote Staff Engineer and Elegant Puzzle, he's the CTO there, and they're hiring an engineering manager. So I thought about applying to that. It was even for platforms, which is where I work, so I feel like I'm pretty well set for it. But that would just mean more of what I don't want anymore, which is technical strategy around building a platform. So that's mm, that. Maybe, though, right? Because wouldn't he be more than like anyone else to um, allow kind of a redefinition of what engineering management would be. Well, kind of the same thing they did with staff engineer and stuff like I don't brought in the spectrum. I don't know how much power he would have to do. I mean, you know, it's if he's the CTO, he'd be like five levels up for me, maybe four levels up for me, something like that. So, um, so I think it's more what my manager or my skip level would want out of it. Just go over everyone's head. People like that. People, yeah, people love that. Well, once you're in the Slack, man, there's nothing stopping you. It's not like you're blocked. Yeah, I'll just be like, "Hello, Mr. Larson. I'm a big fan. Would no, you, no, would you that's be okay with me? Yo, what's up? Let's do this. <laughs> Yo, Will, I'm gonna not do this anymore. Are you cool? He'd be like, "Sure." I tweeted at him the other day, and he responded. I felt really, really cool. Nobody cares. You're not. I special. tweeted. I am special. Will Larson responded to my tweet. That's special. How many people have responded to your tweets? But I haven't tweeted. Yeah, so that's a big zero. Not once. Snake eyes, buddy. No, snake eyes is two, isn't it? Not even snake eyes. Yeah, it's goose egg. (laughs) Goose egg. Yeah, that's what I was looking for. (laughs) (laughs) So the moral of the story is I'm just going to work here forever because nothing is right. Sure. Okay. Now you know. I mean, I always assumed it anyway. Did you really? No, I I don't care. I don't. I you don't, don't give even it think a thought. About it. Yeah, I don't. What the fuck do I give a shit? Well, I think about you all the time. You do. I know you do. It's kind of creepy, really. Every night before bed, me and Nancy chat for at least half an hour about how how things are going with you. What? Where you're going in your life? We've built a life plan for you. Are, are you pulling yeah. a Schmidt? <laughs> You, you marry a small gonna, Italian yeah, like I have like a spreadsheet and fucking binder of like my whole life. Yeah, yeah. You future. marry yeah. a small Italian woman named Maria with the red sauce. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. And Terrible. she loves you for you. Did you listen to that song I sent, that Gremlin song? I did. It's very whiny. It's so good, man. Now you know about Gremlin. Not for good reasons. <laughs> That song is legit, and I love it. Um, I'm and I'm I'm more fascinated that that you love that song so much because it's just like all depression. He's just talking about how mentally unstable he is, and you have to love me for me type of thing. And that's not your situation at all. Yeah, <laughs> I always love depressing songs, though. I don't like happy music. That, Did you? That's true. Song? No, no, no. Because well, I mean, you you loved uh, what was it? Dashboard Confessional. I think was the first time. Oh yeah, this, we broached this, this topic. Everybody loved Dashboard though back in the day. It played like my I had a friend that really liked it. Yeah, like Dashboard was huge for like two years when I was in high school. Cool. (laughs) I saw him live. Actually, my favorite Dashboard song is probably one of his most depressing. And I saw him live, and he played that song, and it was just so beautiful. But um, I mean, I love depressing music. I fucking woke up to Slipknot's duality for. A yeah, but you love depressing screaming music. I love depressing whining music. Uh, yeah, that's true. Like the used is probably my my favorite like depressing thing to listen to. Mm-hmm. I like like sad slow music, like mopey, 
and I, like sitting in a corner by yourself. Yeah, <laughs> that's why I like that Gremlin song. Yeah, yeah. Did you listen to Hobo Johnson at all? Hobo Johnson. I I think I listened yeah. to like one song. Hobo Johnson. It, it was the artist that Mike White brought up, but but yeah, he. Oh, he's also, it's a it's a similar cadence. Yeah, kind of. But then he I also hear? screams as well. I can't remember what I heard. Yeah, I listened to a couple of this dude's songs. He's got a good look about him. <laughs> He's got a good look about him. He does, man. Right He's on. got a cool, a cool vibe. Um, did you remember that Fora song I sent to you and Mike White? And he said, P H O R A, Fora. It's called Sinner. And Mike White no. was like, oh, you emo, emo baby or something. Remember that? <laughs> I, I rarely listen to links that you send me or even <laughs> click through to them. It was much more whiny and depressing than uh than the other one you should listen to it it's super good his voice cracks and stuff because he's getting so whiny well i mean one of my favorite bands is is like a emo screamo band kill switch engage i mean all they talk about is like being lonely and i don't know fucking love and all that shit you ever gonna get married you think say what real talk are you ever gonna get married you think it's not up to me i mean like i could I could do like what my great uncle did. That's my grandmother's brother, right? Great uncle. I don't know. Fucking my grandmother's brother got like a mail order bride from the Philippines. So, I mean, like technically I could probably do something like that, but no, I'd rather do, I don't know, meet somebody worthwhile to even think about getting engaged to and stuff, which is not happening. So I love that I you even thought that it. was worth mentioning, like as a potential option. <laughs> like, well, it is. I could... <laughs> It, it, is it not like I mean? I mean, uh, like, would you ever like, actually do it? Like, yeah, of course it's an option, you know. So is well, killing a I person mean, and putting a white dress on her. Like, that's technically an option, but obviously it's not wow, worth. You went somewhere real dark about. there. <laughs> like, um, anything's an option if you're willing to do weird stuff, but you're not going to. So, well, I mean, it, it is it is a form of marriage in America. I mean, it and it it happened within like my family. Like, I I. I've seen it happen in real life and like how the relationship started and like contacts and all that stuff. So like, and even when it was happening, this is probably TMI, Steph Y, but like my, uh, my uncle's, my great uncle's bride had a, an older sister that they were trying to like get me interested in meeting and doing the whole thing. And this is back when I was like 26 or seven or whatever. I was still in college. I was just like, what the fuck? I don't, I don't have time for this. What the fuck are you guys talking about? Well, okay, I have so many questions. First of all, is this a... How do you even find something? Like, is there a website or something? How does he make connections with these people? There's some There's some sort of correspondence thing. I, I don't know all the full details because it was more just like, oh, Uncle Jerry's in fucking Philippines again meeting so-and-so. Uncle I was Jerry. like, what the hell? <laughs> yeah. Of course, his name is Jerry. That's so perfect for... <laughs> So so he like went to like so he met her before she yeah yeah they, here. yeah they would like they started off with like email correspondence or whatever and then like he would go visit and they would like he would stay for a week or two or you know meet the family and all that stuff and is the point that she can come to America like that's yes. what's in it for her yeah well and and for him is companionship plus she was a nursing student and he's just getting old so he just needed like a companion while he's getting old so it kind of just worked out in a sense wow okay so she gave up 
her life and the possibility of marrying someone she actually liked because she really needed to come to America for some reason? I mean, it, it's uh, beneficial for them money-wise, right? Because yeah, they, they could come make money in the nursing system here and it's much more than they could there. And then they just send the money back. I mean, it's it's like a tale as old as time. And, you know, people I know and stuff, like uh, even back in Hawaii, people would come over from the Philippines and elsewhere just to pick coffee on the islands. And then they'll just save all the money and send it back to the Philippines, to their family, just and live in like tin shacks and stuff in, in Hawaii to do this. So, I mean, it was just a way to provide. Uh, I was going to say, oh yeah. Did they, did they actually live together? Like they yeah, were married, she, married? Yeah. She came over. I mean, she, she's super cool. She still comes to family events and stuff like that. Um, he, he passed, uh, I don't even know when couple years ago or something but um she yeah she still like comes whenever she she can she lives in northern oregon from where i am so it's just whenever like schedule allows and we're throwing a family thing that's so crazy so they yeah i guess they didn't end up hating each other or anything no no i mean it, it was it was a legit legitimate relationship they they enjoyed banter and stuff when they hung out and family events it, it was like it was a real thing i mean it wasn't it wasn't like any kind of animosity or anything even after he passed and all of that is just genuine so do you think there's any chance you might do this one day no 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 well, i mean if, if i was going you? to i would i would have done it well i mean you're not jerry's age yet how old was he like 50s <laughs> uh i think he was in his 60s maybe maybe even 70s yeah was he lifelong single no no he'd been divorced I, I believe he was so I believe he was a widower, if I'm not yeah, mistaken. Yeah, okay. I, I'm, I'm terrible with my family tree, especially on that side. Oh, man, it's me my too. my mom's side of the family. Yeah. I can't remember any of that stuff. My, Nancy remembers more than I do about what's going on with people <laughs> in my family. But yeah, I mean, so yeah, I think if I were to do that type of thing, I would have already done it, like when I was being pressured to. But You were pretty young then, though. Like, I could see at 26, you probably thought, like, I'm still young. I got plenty of time. Why would I rush into this? Well, I was in the middle of school and stuff, too, so it just wasn't even, like, marriage. Why the fuck would I marry somebody while I have 20-hour days of bullshit going on and I'm not sleeping and cranky all the time? This doesn't even make any... <laughs> just leave me the fuck alone. <laughs> you know, it's just, like, back the fuck off. Yeah. Did you meet your right. older sister? No. no. You just didn't want to do that. What if she was the coolest? Man, the, I mean, the real secret here is I'm a romantic. Like I'm a hopeless romantic. I I want I want to meet somebody that's worthwhile and like have that spark and that you know the banter and all that shit. But but you could have had that spark with her. Would it not have been as meaningful or something? I don't know. I mean, back then it definitely wouldn't have been because, like I said, I was in the mindset for meeting anybody that's ready for marriage. But also, I don't want to. I don't want a marriage based off of a green card agreement mm -hmm. you know it's, it yeah. just seems weird but whatever yeah like tom from parks and rec and what's her name yeah 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 have you ever been with somebody that you thought you were gonna marry uh i've thought about marriage while i was with someone but it was more it was more other people and their stupid fucking projection bullshit of like oh if you're with them for three years you may as well buy a ring you know that kind of bullshit Mm -hmm. It wasn't. It wasn't ever like genuine. Like, oh, I could see us growing old together. It's like I've said in the past. I never saw a future <laughs> of anything. So yeah. But now you do, right? 
Yeah, yeah. Now, now I'm actually like setting goals and stuff. So I mean, my perspective has completely changed. But now I'm I'm not like I have standards. So I'm not just dating anyone just because it's better than nothing. And now I'm not pursuing. I'm not even pursuing anyone at the moment because I'm just focusing on working out and saving my money and paying off debt and setting myself up for an actual future instead of just winging it. What tends to be the the like thing that ends your relationships then? It depends. I mean, like there there's been times where like I feel disrespected like a few times where like I was just like, what the fuck, really? That's what you think of this dynamic? Okay. And then I just peace out. Um, usually when people look down on me or like um so I treat my love interests much differently than I treat anybody else. The where they kind of get like a free pass with a lot of shit that I normally wouldn't even deal with or give a second thought to. So like I come off almost as um, timid or maybe even like um, a pushover in a sense. Mm. And I'm just like, no, I really, I really just don't care. Like I don't desire any particular brand of food that we're getting. Like just fucking let's go eat. Let's just go somewhere. And then if they go, oh, well, then decide somewhere and then they just go somewhere and then someplace they don't like, then it becomes this huge conflict because I'm just like, don't fucking put it on me and then yell at me for making a fucking decision. Like those types of arguments, I just get very annoyed at. Uh, it's Is that is that you being a, a pushover? I mean, that sounds like you being pretty, pretty upfront. Um, well, well, so like I... No, no, I'm not being upfront though because I'm not making a decision, right? I'm trying to let them. I'm trying not to cause a conflict by stating what I want first, like, "Oh, let's go eat at so and so." Like, "Hey, are you hungry?" So it's it's not like as assertive, trying to like hear their voice or whatever first. Mm-hmm. So like it that just th- those little small differences come off as like timid or or pushover. Beta male is another one that's going just like, whatever. I, okay. If you want me just to decide everything, we, you could say that like up front and I'm just going to do what I'm normally doing. And then you'll eventually cry that I'm ignoring you. So fucking decide, <laughs> like, tell me the parameters before we get into this type of thing. So you're saying you come off as like a soy boy and then they, and then eventually they say something that makes you feel like they don't respect you because of that. Well, I, I mean, it's it, it's been a it's been a past experience, yeah. And then um, uh, another one is just like um, they just have life happening to them that I I just don't like just a bunch of baggage, drama, and stuff, and you know they bury it up front, and then you know all of a sudden like all this stuff comes out all at once, and you're just like, what the fuck? I mean, that's that's the opposite of transparency. And, like we thought from the beginning, we were being transparent. And I feel almost more betrayed at that point. So then that's usually why I, I kind of back off of those. But I, I mean, like, I just don't need a bunch of extra baggage and complications and shit. Like, why? Everybody's <laughs> my, got my baggage, is, though. Well, right. But some of it's manageable. But so, sometimes, in my experience, it's it's like a fucking uh, jack-in-the-box of fucking chaos. <laughs> <laughs> It's like, yeah, and it's all like intertwined and layered, and you're just like, what the fuck? Yeah. So what's uh, so you're looking for for somebody who's who's health like mentally healthy and doesn't have a lot of hidden 
crap that's going to pop out at some point is what you're saying? I mean, somebody that's at least addressed it, right? I want somebody that's at least attempted to fix their mental state as much as I have. And, and I mean, it's it's not a huge ask, I don't think. But, like, it's it's an ask that a lot of people haven't even done or people are, are deluded in how they think the world works and stuff. It's just like, okay, I mean... Everybody has their own perspectives and realities. That that's that's fine. But like, if it doesn't mix, like if we don't, if if it doesn't come together and we, we're not in sync or even like close to being in sync or even worth, it, or it's not even worth like adjusting to become in sync, then then why even bother? Like, okay, you still move on, and live your life, and find somebody that works better for you. And I'm I'm fine being single and working on all the shit that I want to do for once in my life. So. I'm just comfortable being single at the moment. So you always talk about how you don't, it's hard for you to get close to people and you don't like, you have like attachment issues or whatever. Have you ever been with somebody? Trust that issues. We, trust issues. Yeah. Have you ever been with somebody that when you split up, it was like really hard or is it usually pretty easy to go back to being single? There's a, there's a time period where it's really hard where, you know, I want to have another conversation. I want to, I want to, you know, try to remedy the problems that we we're having or the situation that happened or what, whatever it is, right? Like there's a part of me that always wants to fix it or go back to it. But I mean, usually it, it takes about three ish weeks for me to just, okay, now we're going to start pretending that it never happened. So now I, I start to rebuild habits and stuff without that person, that person's influence or that person being in my world, influencing what I'm doing. So then I have to like rebuild what I'm doing and start with the whole habit building from scratch again. But yeah. Man, it's really hard for me to picture you married for some reason. Me too. I mean, especially in my current state, I'm just just a fucking hermit that works out and runs right now. Yeah, like one day is our creeper fun time is going to be like me and Nancy and you and then some woman that you're married to. That's like the craziest thing for me to even think about. No, because I don't think, uh, I doubt that I would do like a spontaneous marriage. Like I've actually given that thought too. It was just like, you know, sporadically just fuck it. Let's get married and then like figure the person out once you're married. But it's, it always ends in tragedy. Fuck yeah, that. that's a bad idea. Yeah. 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 But part of me just wants to do that, right? It's just like, all right, are you committed? Let's do this and then fucking work with it. But then what if, you know, all the bad stuff comes out of that. It could be hard to find somebody after like, I mean, I've talked to, uh, before about how if I didn't meet Nancy, I definitely wouldn't have ever gotten married because I can't stand being with anybody else like for more than an hour or two. Yeah. And I don't know. I don't know how you would find somebody that that's because I feel like you're kind of the same way. Like both of us are easily annoyed by annoying people. It's mm-hmm. so like, what the heck? You know, does the average but- person that you're interested in eventually start annoying you? I think I I hinted at it earlier that like I treat the person that I'm romantically interested in like I give them much more leniency than I give. So you like choose not friend, to be annoyed really. by the, the things. Yeah, because I I'm I'm trying I'm collecting data essentially like to fucking boil it down to programming terms mm. or logical terms. I'm I'm collecting data because I, I want to know if it's a habit or if they're just doing something or if they're just pushing a boundary to see how I'll react. Like there, there there's no reason to just like start getting annoyed, especially if I have a romantic interest and want to continue seeing this person, like the first reaction shouldn't be annoyance. It should be like, 
it should at least lead to like a conversation of just like, are, are these like your mannerisms or, you know, is, is this something that you even know that you're doing? <laughs> Why don't Which you also, treat me with that much respect? That's not fair. Because you're a piece of shit. <laughs> uh, from now on, I want you to pretend that we're married and then I'll be Fuck much no. happier in this relationship. <laughs> don't, don't you realize like how much nicer I am to Nancy? Like, I don't even think I, I called Nancy a, a bad name the whole time that we've talked like, but you, we just trash all the time. It's because Nancy's got a face you can love. It's hard to it's hard to call her bad names. It's because we're gonna get rid of you, and then I'm just gonna swoop in. You know that'll never happen, and you know why? It's because <laughs> it's because you don't know how to make her mac and cheese just the right way. And I've painstakingly mastered the art over the past fifteen years. It's really, really difficult and very specific. And she you guys aren't even supposed to be eating do. mac and cheese. Oh, shut up. Don't tell you. <laughs> Are you guys still doing that? Are you still on the, the diet um, thing? I'm still on it. Nancy's like, all, she's trying to figure out a way to alter it because she, we discovered she can't live without a certain amount of carbs. Like she just, <laughs> the cravings drive her insane. She just, she cannot, you know, it's not a matter of like, she's being lazy or just really wants it or whatever. It's like, she, it's all she can think about. It, it, you know, it's, it's, she goes crazy. Um, but yeah, I'm still doing like, uh, six ounces of meat and vegetables for three meals a day, and that's all I eat, and it's pretty pretty legit. Um, we're we're trying to add in a little bit of toast and some fruit for her to see if that does it for. Her. It's hard to figure out, and also now, like one of the hard things too is like whenever there's a break in the routine with the kids, it just makes everything else so hard. Like she can't right. easily go to the store and just like browse for groceries and stuff to make now because she's got four kids at home. Um, what, and are you trying to say that taking four kids with you to the store is isn't it's, easy? It's not. It's not the best thing, but it is absolutely the worst thing. It's horrible. <laughs> and so last week it snowed, and they were home for a while for that, and then they were home for longer because the school shut down because COVID. And now Henry got it, so now they're home for even longer. So it's like two solid weeks of just not having a normal routine, which makes everything tougher. So yeah. it's a bad time, but so um, but so you're doing. Remote class then, or are they? Oh my god! Just out altogether. It's it's the worst of both worlds. Like oh, they awesome. they don't have zooms or anything. Like they don't have anything to actually keep them occupied. All they do have is just a giant packet of work that Nancy oh, has to god. make them do. And so it's like, like homeschooling, basically. Yeah, it's like homeschooling. Yeah, and so Henry especially, like Henry has way too much work for an eight-year-old to be able to do when not like in a classroom setting. You know, like he's at home and Thomas is running around. His brothers are there and he's like surrounded by games and stuff. Like it's just really hard for a kid to focus for like six hours of dedicated work on that crap. Yeah. Um, so I'm I'm anxiously awaiting them going back to school. <laughs> Plus our freaking, we're spending so much on printer ink, man. Like we have to print so they'll send us like 30 page PDFs. And they're like, yeah, print this out and you can fill it out and send it back. Like, oh my God, that's like $20 of ink right there. What are you doing? That's awesome. I hate printers. I hate you. But I hate here we are. school. I hate homework. I, I don't understand why homework is still a thing. It's been proven so many times not to help with helping kids absorb the information. It's just freaking busy work and it makes the parents stressed out and it's not, it's not, it's not okay. I don't like it. I don't remember really doing homework. Like, uh, up to college, like, uh, like all through high school, intermediate, like, um, elementary, like I, I, I don't mm. remember working 
on it at home on a table or like on the floor. Like I don't have any of those memories. <laughs> like was that because you I... didn't get assigned it or you just didn't do it? Oh, there's definitely homework. And like my mom talks about how she helped me do my homework when I was young and like uh which makes sense with how I learned how to write with my left hand because she's left handed and taught me how to write. So like those things all make some kind of sense, but I I don't remember like any of the actual homework. Like I remember doing work in school, but never like you know, taking homework mm. out of a backpack and putting it back in. Yeah, I guess I don't remember a lot. Of, like, I guess I, I remember a little bit of math work. The things that really stand out to me are like projects and reports and stuff like that that took a long time that I had to do at home. Mm-hmm. Like, I remember those pretty well because I was always really stressed out about them. Do you ever have to do like a science project or an invention convention? I think so. I Actually, I think me, me and a friend did um, the water bottle rocket thing. Hmm. Where you get like the soda bottle and fill it up with a little bit of water, and then you get like a cork and put it in there, and then you uh, get an air pump, like a, a bike air pump, and you put it in the cork, and then you like just pump it until it takes off. <laughs> this is pretty awesome. I've never seen that one. I did the I did an experiment to see which type of candle burns hottest, and it was like the easiest thing ever because I just had to light a bunch of candles and then take their temperature and put it on a graph. But that thing stressed me out so much. I procrastinated it like for like weeks, months, probably. And I was just like, all I can think about. And it just it's funny to put that in perspective now, of just how excited I would be if that was the thing that I had to do. You know, like if that was my big project, like that would be nothing. I just back realized then it was just a nightmare. I just remembered one. I made a pago board. It's not a pago. It's what's that? What's the one where it's like a bunch of pegs and you drop in this case is marbles oh. on the top and then it just goes in different it like just hits all the pegs on the way down and goes into different slots like i made one of those i don't remember I what that uh, i call it a pegle board but that's just what it was called in fucking um i think world of plinko Warcraft. yeah plinko there yeah but um you made one of those that sounds fun yeah, yeah i made I, I think it was like fifth grade maybe fourth grade i remember my grandfather helped me make one but like it was a huge deal because we had to buy plexiglass and they're bitching about how expensive the plexiglass was. It's just like, all right, then let's not fucking do it. Like it became like that whole thing. I'm just like, I don't give a shit about this. You're more excited <laughs> about this than I am. What the fuck? Yeah. And then, and then they're bitching about how expensive it is. I'm like, I don't care. I don't care about the grade. I don't, why <laughs> are you doing stressing? It. Yeah. Just, just cut it out. Yeah. But you did it was... and it worked. Yeah. Oh, well, I mean, it didn't really work, but, I mean, like, because there's wood glue and shit that was, like, sticking out. and <laughs> Yeah, so it was, it was still hemorrhaging, but, yeah. I don't know why this reminded me of this, but I just thought of a memory where it was my birthday and my mom was making me a cake. And I, like, went somewhere to do something. And I came back and my grandpa was eating the cake just by himself. <laughs> <laughs> and he was like, this is a good cake. And I started, like, bawling, crying because he ate my cake. It turns out that they messed that one up and my mom was making another one. And he was just eating the throwaway, <laughs> like, screwing with me. But, like, it nice. broke my heart. I was like, this is my cake. <laughs> the traumatizations of Critter. Yeah, that was my childhood experience of like, a, a, that's my childhood trauma right there. <laughs> that's that's as bad as it got in the Crittenden household. What do you think is the best episode we've had so far? I don't know. I haven't listened to all of them. You haven't? No. Have you, you? Have you actually listened to all of them? No. I've, I've listened, listened to at least quite a few. Yeah, I've probably listened to one out of every 
10 all the way through. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. yeah. I don't really know why. Sometimes it's just like I just click one and start listening to it. And it's surprisingly fun. I'm always surprised at how much fun it is to listen back to them. 100% it's because somebody else was just like, I disagree <laughs> that you what you were talking about in this on this timestamp. And then I'll go and I'll like listen to that episode. And I'm just like, oh, yeah. I mean, I agree. I disagree with myself, too. It doesn't matter. Yeah, <laughs> like, it doesn't matter. Sure. <laughs> this, is, this is water cooler talk. It's fucking... This is yeah. facts of life. I listened back to... Oh, no, the, it was the Jordan episode. I listened through the Jordan episode on coaching, like, during a run. And I was, like, I was all in the whole way. You know, I was, like, gripped to it. Uh, I don't know why that is, because I was a part of the conversation, and I remembered it all. But something about it is just... <laughs> It's it's more interesting for me to listen back than it is for somebody else to listen for the first time. I feel like I I, I noticed when I listen back to episodes, I'm just like fuck. I should have just asked this instead, or you know, I tried to oh, like, yeah. micro fix things that I said or do. But it, yeah, nothing, nothing, nothing too serious. Nothing. I'm just like ah, oh, please don't. We need to change how I speak about this topic or whatever. Just. Yeah, I've been pleasantly surprised that there's no there's no episodes that I'm just super cringy at, you know, that I like can't listen back because I was so awkward. I thought that I thought I wouldn't be able to listen to any of them because of that. Have you listened to any of the first six episodes? Um, I listened to the very first one a bunch of times because I was so excited about our first episode. <laughs> I don't think really any after that though. Okay, those are just the ones before we got like the mic setups and all that. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think overall this has been good for me to be less worried about saying stupid stuff and sending it out into the world. You know, I was definitely more worried at the beginning than I am now, which is nice. I was just curious what the fuck we were going to do, and then it turns out we're just doing nothing. We're just hanging out and talking about whatever. And then that just became the thing. Yeah, and it's surprising how easy that's been, too. It's almost like we had to work with each other for a year with nobody else to talk to. Stockholm Syndrome, baby. I thought, yeah, because like at first we had topics and I thought for sure by, you know, episode 20 or 30, we would have like a thing, you know, like we would have segments or something. We would have a structure to it. And Uh we've gone in the other direction. We've gotten like more loose as time went on. Yeah, for sure. I don't bring any of these things anymore. I've I've kind of always pushed for that because why not? It's just it's like, how how are you feeling in the middle of your workday without talking about work directly? I mean, we sometimes accomplish that, but sometimes we end up just talking about work. Mm-hmm. So I got a question. Did you see on Peopleware where someone name redacted asked if um, if it's worth doing a goal you don't want to do in pursuit of a larger goal that you do want to do? Did you see that at all? I I like glanced at that, but I didn't read into it. And also, I I don't think I... I don't think I processed it in my brain of what the question's actually asking. So like, is it worth doing a smaller goal as part of a bigger monolithic goal? Yeah. I mean, yeah. So the, the initial question was like, is it worth using learning AWS, even though I don't care about AWS because that might help me in my career. Um, and to me, the metaphor there is, well, I want to have a clean house, but I don't want to have to clean my toilet, you know, but, you got to do stuff you don't want to do in pursuit of the big goal that is hard to accomplish. Well, if it's weird that if the way to progress or the thing that will help you progress in your career that you are passionate about is something that you're not passionate about. Because <laughs> then what yeah. the fuck are you doing in your career? 
Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. Like, why would you why would you specifically learn something that you don't like? Because by learning a thing, it makes it more likely that you're probably going to have to use that thing. Yeah. And if it's a thing you don't like, then you're just dooming yourself. Yeah. That's why I don't have like Drupal certs and stuff. I just had no interest in like displaying that I'm a certified Drupal front ender or even back ender or whatever the, the triple threat is, the hat mm -hmm. trick. Um, yeah, it's like I just didn't want those badges like on any kind of resume or display thing. Thinking so that way, I'm like pigeonholing myself going into the next job or whatever is like this Drupal developer. I just I didn't enjoy it. I also just think any anytime you're learning technology that you don't need right at that moment is dangerous. Like that is often a waste yeah. of time because by the time you do need it, then it will have changed so much that it's like unrecognizable. Well, th this was my huge gripe with um, professional development. And like when I, I would get pressured to go to some some freaking convention just because I'm I'm in that technology and all they do is talk about like this future stuff that is all all like utopian future on the latest versions that are coming out and out of alpha, you know, in the next year, whereas we're like two versions behind in production. So it's not fucking happening. You know, it's that kind of thing. And it's like, so I just wasted an eight hour day at this convention listening to like mm -hmm. all this. Oh, and, and we can have this dreamlike future, but only if you can upgrade. And then you go back to your client and they're just like, well, maybe we could do that next year. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but the conference. Yeah. And I'm just like, well, why, why did I just go like live in this dream world or like have these people like just preach all this dream world bullshit at me that that clearly isn't going to be my reality. Like it's, it's a waste of time for me, especially like reading books and stuff like that of technology that I'm never going to use. Like I like getting, getting footnotes or even like high level bullet points of what the technology does or like the framework does or how it's different than other frameworks. That's more what I'm interested in just to like know that kind of that exists. Like, Oh, this, this framework we're using has these limitations, but if we really wanted, you know, these ones that it doesn't really support this framework over here, it leans more that way, but then it has these shortcomings, you know, and having those types of mm -hmm. like comparisons. But yeah. Yeah. And I mean, I can see learning about stuff like that if you actually enjoy it, you know, like if it's, if you're doing it for the purpose of enjoyment and excitement and maybe at some point it'll also be future, uh, it'll also be useful, but that's like a side thing, you know, not the main purpose. Yeah. But if you specifically don't enjoy it, then I don't I don't think that's a good. Um, but anyway, we uh, so I, I kept asking, like, what are we really talking about here? Because it was obviously I was a, just an example. And it turns out that the real situation was that this person didn't like leading calls and thought that they had to get better about leading calls in order to progress in their career. Because like leading meetings is a thing that you do more of as you get more senior. What do you think about that? That's just part of the game. I mean if you're if you want to progress in that career and a direct metric of your progression is how you perform in a meeting whether you're leading or participating then get better at it like that there, there's no other option like or or try to pursue that with the disclaimer that that is your shortcomings and and either that you you aren't able to aren't willing to or that you're willing to work on it with, you know, some guidance. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, that was that was kind of my initial reaction was like, it's going to be this is an engineer is like, it's going to be tough to progress as an engineer 
especially as you get to like senior staff, you know, at that point, a big part of the job is leading discussions, you know, and like leading debates, yeah. and investigations and stuff. Um, and so we went down the path of like, why are you uncomfortable? You know, is it that you're anxious? Why are you anxious? All this stuff. But thinking more about it, and actually Alex had some stuff about this too. Um, I'm not, I'm not sure if that's true. I think that there's space for people to keep progressing as an engineer without ever really being responsible for leading meetings. If you're at yeah. the right company and you're really good at writing and asynchronous, you know, communication. Well, um, I, I mean, think you, you have to communicate it, it though, right? Like you, yeah. you, you don't, you, you don't, you don't get that by just existing and like hoping that everybody falls in line with this thing that you're not telling them is happening. Like, that, that just doesn't work in, in a community or a team setting. You, you have to, like, at least make it known that this is the way that you work, right? Like, it's your fucking public readme or whatever the hell it is, essentially. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it would definitely have to be, you'd have to be at the right company for sure. Like, that would never work at yeah. Wayfair. At Wayfair, things happen in meetings. That's just how things happen. Yeah, but, or, or, or maybe... Or maybe you can you can fulfill all the other job roles for that position except for leading the meeting, in and that's okay too. Like maybe that's just you do everything else top notch, and then that's like your Achilles heel, and then that's just like a compensation that Wayfair makes, mm-hmm. and then your team is built around or like to help balance that out. Yeah, yeah. If you got the right people to to support that, yeah. It gets tougher when you're talking about like cross team stuff. Oh, for sure. The, but the other interesting thing though is that they said that it wasn't like a skill thing. Like that they thought they were actually really good at it. It was a comfort thing. Like it it drained them of their energy, and they just mm. kind of hated doing it. Yeah. Then then I think kind of like what we're talking about is either find a situation or a company that will help support how you work best in that job role or that career path or create your own career path i mean it's it's kind of what some people do or maybe even like it's a good time to audit if this is the career path you are on is worth pursuing beyond where you're at because maybe mm-hmm. maybe you make a parallel jump instead of uh you know a vertical jump or a horizontal you know move instead of a, a forward move yeah. And then you're like in through you're you're in a job role that uses all the skill sets that you have and want to pursue and you know advance and all that stuff. Cuz uh, I mean, I haven't thought about well, I did for a really short time, but I, I haven't really thought about like being anything other than a developer in a, in a while. Say more about that. You think you're going to be a developer forever? I think my like um most optimistic thinking is that I will find a way out of development and still be financially stable. And then that'll be it. I don't have to like climb up any further. I can just kind of like step off. Just be like, bye. Yeah, just jump off this carousel. A total career change, you mean? I mean, the the most optimistic version of this is is like, I don't need any kind of career. I'm just pursuing passions at that point. Financially independent. Right, yeah, yeah. But I mean, that's 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 a stretch for sure from where I'm what? at right now. But yeah. OK. All right. Hold on. I want to I want that. I'm, that's super interesting. But I want to wrap it up with this person. So the uh, it made me think of my old like talent versus skills thing. Like is comfort <laughs> leading a meeting. Is that a thing that you can learn? 
you think? Or is that just a thing like you're always going to be uncomfortable and you're always going to ruminate and it's always going to be well, anxiety producing for you? Well, I think you can learn to go through the motions, but still be very anxious about it. I mean, we, we talked about performers like, um, oh God, what was Bruce Bohannon? No, not, not that name. Um, Bruce Burham. <laughs> Bruce Burham? Who's that? I don't know. What, what the fuck's his name? Bo, Bo, oh, Bo Burnham, <laughs> Burnham, yeah. Bruce Bohannon's actually fucking somebody that I know. Pretty funny that Bruce Burnham. Um, yeah, I was that dude. But but remember we were talking about um, how like him. He talks about how he has just like this crippling anxiety every time that he goes to perform. But he he like has also this passion to perform. So it's like this counterintuitive thing that they like work through. And then it's like super draining, like you're saying. And then yeah, they find with they find ways to cope with that, and then that's how they're able to perform. Yeah, <laughs> Bruce Perham. Yeah, that's a good yeah. example. Um, I got to make that the name of the episode. That's so good. Uh, <laughs> the fact that you got Bruce. <laughs> I just love that. He's got his two B's, and went with Bruce, and they named somebody. And the last name were wrong. Oh man, name somebody um, that I know knew from my past <laughs> instead of. Yeah. So okay. Yeah, you're reminding me. We had this conversation before about about public speaking because I was making the point of like, well, you can't just rely on experience fixing it because look at Bo Burnham; he's done it a thousand times and he still gets anxiety about it. Right. Um, and so yeah, I think that's a good point. I'm reading a book right now called The Happiness Trap, and it's all about dealing with anxiety and bad feelings. Um, mm-hmm. And it has this framework for like, you don't, you don't push bad feelings away. You make space for them and you accept them and observe them as if you're like an impartial outsider, you know, and you can like thank your mind for them and uh, re-say them in like a funny cartoon voice, just like all these different things to make you stop taking them so seriously, you know, and just see them Mm -hmm. as thoughts instead of like reality. Um, And as weird as it sounds, they've been really helping me. Like the, one of them is to take whatever thought is giving you so much stress and anxiety and then sing it to the tune of jingle bells. And then by the <laughs> end of that, it just like doesn't seem nearly as serious because it's, you know, it's just words in a song that like, it's just a thought. It's, it's nothing more than a thought. Um, and so I feel like there's something there, you know, I feel like this is the kind of, like, the kind of thing that it would help with. I feel like that's how I get through debugging. Like uh, that's definitely one of the stages of like when I have to debug something that I don't know how it's even a bug or how it's working or breaking or whatever. I get stuck on it. Like I start singing lyrics of songs like um, Stuck on You by Ekolu. It, like I'll, I'll start si- singing out loud as I'm, well, if I'm not wearing headphones um, while I'm, I'm coding. And then it's, I'm just kind of like focused in, in the zone trying to figure it out. But as I'm like, you know, singing this song to myself quietly, I'm like trying to problem solve the bug as well, but getting frustrated I'm not figuring it out. So like, uh-huh. it, it's, it's a weird thing, but yeah. 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 I think that's, that's pretty much the same thing. Yeah. I mean, it talks about like the observing mind and the thinking mind and the thinking mind is the thing that is just like constantly chatter, like giving you bad feelings and stuff. And so mm-hmm. you need to turn, tune into the observing mind and just observe as a third party, those things happening without like yet letting them yank you along. Um, yeah. It's solid, man. It's, it's been really helpful for me, but yeah, I feel like if I were in that situation, that's the kind of thing I would try and do, you know, like try and detach yourself from those thoughts of nervousness and rumination and stuff 
Um, instead of just accepting that I'm never going to like leading calls, therefore, let me see if I can build a career path that doesn't involve it. Well, I mean, you can also learn how to cope with it, too. Like what we were saying, it's just like you can learn coping skills for the anxiety that leading a call causes, which then you're not like addressing the problem itself, but you're still making progress to that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just like got a message your, from... Yeah, uh, go ahead. I was just going to say, like, have your rituals pre, pre-leading pre a call and after leading a call where, like, maybe you go for a walk. Yeah, yeah, you make like, it a before habit. You, like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think that's 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 the big thing is like it's you got to build it into a habit because what what happens is you don't even really think about the fact that you're feeling so bad and that there's an option and you just like your mind just does it. And if you're yeah. able to say like, oh, wait, I'm feeling bad, therefore I should observe these thoughts and do this and sing it, whatever. Um, but uh, unrelated to anything, Caroline just told me she wants to come on the potty. Got nice. another one. That'll be a Sweet. good one. She's good with words. You know, I, I don't I. I think I've only ever like talked to her directly a couple of times when we worked at the same company and we've worked together. I mean, not on the same projects, but like at the same company for years and we've been in like people mm-hmm. work together and shit. It's very bizarre. It's bizarre. Yeah. Like when you run into people that you've worked with at the same company for, you know, better part of a decade and you're just like, Oh yeah, you're still here. Yeah. I forgot about you. <laughs> I remember when, you know, P2Con way back in 2015 when blah, blah, blah. And I was just like, what? She, yeah, I think she'll be a good one. I've I've always been, like, I always feel a little bit inferior when I talk to him or her because she's so, she has so many smart thoughts about so many different things and she's really well-spoken. And, dude, her husband, I don't know if I've talked to you about her husband. I got an email out of the blue one day that was like, hey, I like your blog. <laughs> My name's James. Uh, you, you know, here are some posts that I like. And I was just talking to this guy. After like 20 emails back and forth, Caroline was like, hey, you know, you're emailing my husband. <laughs> what? <laughs> I thought it was just a random Internet guy. But uh, yeah, her I've, I've like emailed him for advice over the past six months. He just I don't know that whole that couple is just has got it. They're super smart. And cool. Nice. So that'd be good. So we got a lineup now. We got uh, Nina is this Friday. This Friday. Yeah, that should be and fun. And then Jordan and me are doing our coaching session next Friday. Okay, Jordan so I. okay, that's a week from Friday. Sweet, I get yep. a Friday off. And then let's see. I'll see if Caroline can do the Friday after that. All right, we and good? Then what? And then I'm done with you. That's the end of the podcast. All right, take us out. Until... Thanks, everybody, for joining the We Should Be Working podcast. I am Critter. And I'm Jace. And we're going to go back to work now. Goodbye. <laughs> Click. How was that? Pretty good, pretty good. Okay, good. I'm stopping. I do like the... Okay. I don't I don't even know how to make that voice. Uh, uh, thanks guys. I'm Jace. My, my name is Jace. <laughs> I don't know why you sound like a redneck four year old in my impression. Uh, uh, yeah, I don't I don't know. It's it's great though. Goodbye. Goodbye guys.